Turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. It's uh, six minutes after eight. Thanks so much for tuning into the Forum at Eight. Now, this morning, we are focusing on uh, the debate around the sugar tax, with South Africa having the highest overweight and obesity rate in sub-Saharan Africa. Many people say that the move to introduce a sugar tax in the country is the right thing to do. Now, the belief is that this will help reduce the sugar, uh, uh, the sugar, the amount of sugar that South Africans consume and also have help to curb diseases such as diabetes and also reduce obesity. But there are, of course, others, uh, including industry players, who think that the sugar tax, amongst others, is an inappropriate financial instrument and that it will not achieve the desired reduction in South African obesity. So the sugar tax was suggested by Priceless South Africa, which is a division of the Witt School of Public Health. So on the forum at 8 this morning, morning we look at both sides of this particular debate and we also ask you what are your views do you think that uh, this is the appropriate uh, means and measure uh, to actually fight the obesity uh, scourge that we face as South Africa. Tell us what your views are. 40938 is the SMS line number, charged at 150 per SMS. You can also tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo with your views. Dr. Aaron Mutsualedi, who is the Minister of Health, joins us for this debate. Good morning, Minister. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to the listeners. Well, thank you so much for your time, as always, and a pleasure. And uh, we also have uh, Mapule Nkanyiwa. Thanks so much for your time as well, Executive Director of Beverage South Africa. Morning, Sakina. Yes, and morning to listeners. So let me start here, Minister, and I know uh, you are a great proponent of, uh, you know, basically... Uh, avoiding the problem before it even sets in. So with that sort of approach, uh, is there anything that South Africans can do uh, with regard to obesity before we even talk about the sugar tax? Well, Sakina, we, we, you can't do any one thing. You can't choose any one particular thing. But you must choose a whole basket of issues that have been identified especially by the World Health Organization, to deal with a whole range of non-communicable disease. Respect, remember that this thing did not just start in the vacuum. It is because there is an explosion of non-communicable disease that is still in the world, not only for health, even for development. Uh, 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 the, the explosion of non-communicable disease in the world is going to retard the development of the world. That is why it went to heads of state, not ministers of health. It was debated in September 2011 by the heads of state about what we do about diet, especially sugar, about cigarettes, about alcohol, about fat, about salt. Those are the issues that are, are being spoken about around the whole world. The heads of state, without any dissent, adopted that resolution that we need to control the risk factors of non-communicable disease. From there, in September 2015, it was adopted as one of the 17 sustainable development goals that the world needs to control non-communicable diseases because otherwise our development will move in reverse. So, so it's a whole basket of things. The sugar tax is just one of the things in the arsenal.
And given where we find ourselves as a nation and uh, health issues notwithstanding, but if we take a broader look at uh, the economical impact of this, for example, is a sugar tax the answer at this point in time? Sakina, it always has been. Remember that this, this whole issue of, of, of economy and health, the, the argument uh, you are presenting, Sakina, is to put health on one side and put the economy on one side. Now, now the modern argument is that health and economy are inequitably in bound. If, if a, healthy, a nation is not healthy, there is no way that the economy will move. Let, let's look at obesity, for instance. It does not only increase health care costs, but there is also a lot of lost wages. Minister, we seem to have lost Minister Aaron Mutsaledi there, uh, but that gives us an opportunity to bring in Mapule, uh, because from your side, um, you are saying that you are not against the tax per se, but uh, you would rather want a regulated approach instead of just a tax imposed. Is that correct? That is correct, uh, Sakina, because we're saying we, we, we understand that, uh, you know, as Minister has said, the, there's a growth uh, health around issues of obesity and non-communicable diseases. But we also understand the issues that, issues that we are facing as a, as a business of the economic challenges this country is facing. So we are saying that there shouldn't be really that we choose one of the issues over the other. We, we, we need both to resolve the health problem as well as the economic problems. So we, we, we're looking at alternative means of addressing the issues of health, but at the same time not compromising on the issues of continuing to grow our, to grow our economy. So what are some of those alternative workable solutions that you have identified? So what we did as, a, as an industry, we identified drivers um, of obesity and non-communicable diseases as per the strategy that the Department of Health um, is driving. And, and they're basing that on four, across four pillars, um, the insufficient physical activity, poor diet, early childhood feeding practices, as well as lack of knowledge. So industry took action and, and we, we, we made steps toward addressing each and every one of those pillars. For example, in insufficient physical activity, what we did was to partner with government in promoting healthy lifestyles. So we've got a partnership with the Department of Sports in driving um, the Big Walk Challenge. Uh, we also committed to... Um, developing and, and, and launching community park gyms. You have seen we've already done that, done some of those out there. But the focus for us is more in the rural as well as semi-urban areas. In the poor diet where we are concerned, we looked at reducing sugar in our products specifically because we understand that the concern from the department right now is the content of the sugar being high in our products. So we've already uh, reformulated you would see in the market we already have a lower to zero sugar products, but over and above that, we also looked at packaging. We're moving away from large, large packaging. We've reduced our 500 meals to 440. We've reduced our 330 to 300. Our 2.25, because there was already a 2.25 liter drink, we've brought it down to 1.25. But that doesn't end there. We committed to not marketing to children under the age of 12, but we decided that's not enough in consultation, obviously, with the department and other, other you know, government departments, that we should actually promote market, more marketing 
of uh, lower products, uh, sugar products, than the current uh, uh, products that we are marketing out there. So you would see that we have a lot of uh, low sugar products which are being pushed out there in the market because we realize that it's important that you know we need to work together. If the department wants to push out messaging around healthier options, we decided we will walk the, you know, the journey with them to educate the consumer in South Africa you know, of the challenges of NCDs as ministers is articulating. So we went to the social department ministry as well because with their bigger portfolio of social uh, communities, we are launching a healthy lifestyle booklet because we believe that we cannot do this alone. And truly, truly speaking, um, you know, the tax is but one instrument, as ministers say. But as you can see, there is lots of things that need to be done collectively to ensure that we come up with a sustainable solution of ensuring that we reverse the scourge that we are seeing of non-communicable diseases. There is the element of early childhood feeding practices, which is a problem. In our space, we come up with providing infrastructure to the network of you know, ECD centers that are so needed uh, in this country. And we believe it, all that from a health perspective, we can achieve much, much more than to see businesses you know, um, paying taxes for sugar instead of actually doing more uh, in the space of addressing the core problem at the bottom. Regulating sugar would be a key. We would be very much um, adhere to, the, to, to being regulated, say, per 100 mil, you, you only um, need to put so much sugar in your drinks, or zero or anything at all. But for us, that, that comes afterwards. We need to address all these four drivers so that we can see an impact in the work that, that's been done. But then there's an element of economy as well that we, we, we are talking about that we say we need to be um, also seen as driving. We cannot compromise the economy and the jobs over health. As he says, the economy can grow, but if it grows and you don't have people who are healthy to work, it's a, it's a waste. Mm. But equally, we cannot look at only the health component and not grow our economy. So because we are addressing the, the health component, we are saying we will not stop there. We will we come up with an industry solution okay, that tackles across departments, issues of agriculture, economic development, uh, trading within this country, and ensuring that small businesses and small, you know, are developed. So we have close to six um, um, drivers that we've put up to Parliament uh, yesterday in our presentations that we're saying we're com- coming up with to ensure that this issue is, you know, addressed on a long-term basis. So but finally, it, for me, there's mm-hmm. ele- that element of monitoring, which we believe that government should put in place to ensure that all these solutions that we are putting before them can be monitored and, and we, can, we can ensure that you know, we are reaching our targets, both of reducing obesity and both of continuing to grow our economy. So if this tax is imposed, what sort of revenue um, uh, losses are you looking at as an industry? Look, it's unfortunate that we're currently seeing um, there'll be a decline of about 1.6 billion in in the current uh, GDP contribution, and that is not something that we want to encourage. That's why we're coming up with a, with a secondary uh, commitment into the economy, because you know as well as I do, that means that we will have you know job losses, and we do not want that at all. Um, we, we we had reflections initially. We were arguing that they you know jobs jobs. But then we came up, came back through consultations, and we say because we understand that there will be that gap, um, 
these are the options that we're saying, if we do this part on health and if we do this part on the economy, then we can still say salvage that revenue because it, unfortunately it will come back to us to say, what are we doing to help government create jobs? So we don't want to lose any jobs. Instead, we want to continue growing those jobs. But at the same time, we want to help the ministry um, address this issue of uh, NCDs. Dr. Mutsualedi, uh, what's your response to that, uh, uh, the beverage as, uh, uh, industry of South Africa saying that um, we can find win-win situations here without imposing a tax? Why not have um, a better regulated approach to this problem? Fatina, to two issues that actually irritate me greatly. Remember, it's not the first time that we've been dealing with industry on major issues that are to do with health and development. The, the first major one was the tobacco industry. What, what the sugar industry is doing now is exactly what the tobacco industry did two decades ago when the world wanted to control smoking because of the damage it was causing. The first thing jobs. People are going to lose jobs. Everything is going to collapse. During that time in South Africa, you, we were even told that sport clubs, cricket, soccer, and, and rugby will cease to exist because we think they must stop sponsoring them. So so this, this issue is not new. And the laws were put up. We are now experiencing very fresh air, if you know what I mean. The rate of lung cancer has gone down. The rate of smoking has decreased by 36% among women and 11% among men. We are still continuing. No sports club collapse. Nobody can show me any jobs that have been lost. And, and there's, I, I don't understand why people believe the economy in South Africa is now driven by sugar only, when it is causing so much damage. Or at that time, when they were trying to convince us that the economy is only driven by cigarettes. There are many aspects of the economy that will grow. Actually, I, I've just informed you that whether you like it or not, sugar causes obesity. And obesity increases health care costs. Health care costs lead to the collapse of the economy by itself. There are lost wages due to illnesses which are also, uh, and disabilities which are also uh, 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 alluding to. There is reduced work productivity when people are sick. It generates earlier retirement so that people don't give, you know, to the country. Uh, uh, they are all, because they, they retire very early. And uh, it, it has got very adverse effects over people's well-being. So that is the first thing, this, this jobs, jobs, jobs thing. Even the cigarette industry, which has long been pulled back in the whole world, they are coming back on this jobs thing, because they believe it touches people's, people emotionally, that if I'm going to lose my job, I'm going to die now. I actually call it a, a poison for, for job scam. It's a scam that allow accept our poison in the form of sugar, cigarette, and liquor, and in, in return will give you jobs. Who are these jobs being created for? For corpses, for, for sick people. So that is the first thing that I, I, I don't like. The second thing, the pushback by industry every time we want to regulate they don't come out very honestly and clearly say, look, sorry, man, uh, we're going to lose profits. Because that is what it's all about. It's not about people's jobs. It's about the mega profits of the industry. And I'll repeat that again and again and again. Instead of saying so, they try to cheat us and make us babies that we are doing this in your own interest. 
in the interest of the country and in the interest of workers. They leave the main issue, which will not be profit. And, and if they were to be that honest, that would be fair. They have already calculated how many billions they are going to lose, not how many jobs. This jobs thing, as I'm saying, is a psychological warfare to try and dupe and, and capture people. You know, that's why they are even able to capture unions in that industry that talk to a government, otherwise jobs will be lost. When we know very well that they are actually lying, it's not true. Now, those are the things that irritate me. Why is it, Sakina, that when we dealt with high blood pressure due to salt, because it's another big problem, the, the food industry who were affected by salt, they actually cooperated. They never stopped us. We sat with them and gave them figures of reduction in bread, brine, in chicken, in soups, in spices, and they agreed we made reductions in 2018 and gave them three years that by 2016 they must have reduced by this much. And the second targets are 2019, that by 2019 they, they will have reached the next target. It was very smooth going. But when we come to tobacco, when you come to liquor, when you come to sugar, it's all war and they try to make us fools. The, the other way where they are trying to make us fools is to say we must educate the public. In other words, we must allow them to poison and, and educate the public about that poison. How, how will it be, Sakina, if, for instance, you teachers are teaching kids at school about the, danger, the dangers of smoking, of alcohol, and this whole obesity, high blood pressure, cancer, with sugar, and they teach them that uh, at school. Then when they arrive at home, the adverts over the radio, over the TV, over everything else, it's reversing that, but they are saying, let's educate people. While people are educated, everything will be, will be fine. Now, now our question is this. Why are they calling for everything to be done except, except this one of text? Why all the other things? Because we say we want as many things as possible. We want many tools in the arsenal to defeat this because it's a monster. And they are saying, no, do all the other things, but don't touch this one. And don't touch this one because we are doing it in our own interest. When we know that it's not in our interest, it's in the interest of mega profit. Now, Sakina, let me tell you how damaging this thing is. I'm sure you are aware you have never met any Chinese person being overweight. It's, it's very rare. The Minister of Health in China told me we are likely to meet them in the next 10, 15 years. And I ask her why, because Chinese food is known to be very healthy. She says because Coca-Cola is invaded China. That's what she told me in April, and I'm not hiding that. She said we have reversed all the other fast foods. People in China listen to the government when it's sending messages. One group that defeated us is Coca-Cola because they've invaded China and there's nothing we can do, and obesity is going to increase. So this, this things must not be as if we just woke up and targeted any one industry. Lastly, Sakina, people ask me, when did sugar start being a poison? Mm. Because it has always been there. This is a very brilliant question. Sakina, uh, many of us who are in our 50s and 60s or even in 40s, when we remember back 30 years ago, some of these sugary substances, we used to see them only on Christmas. We used to. We used to see, see lots of sugary substances, including these sugary beverages, only on Christmas, once a year. There was no problem. Government had no reason to act at all. From there, it moved from Christmas 
to weddings. In every wedding now you find all these sorts of sugary substances. But still government tolerated there was no need. From there it moved from weddings to funerals. In every funeral you find all these sugary substances. From there it moved to every Sunday. From every Sunday to every day, from every day to every meal. After every meal, I can assure you, Sakina, there are these sugary substances which are added after every meal. Now, when you look back in the past eight years, the sugar industry has been arrogantly and aggressively encroaching onto people's lives, and they say the state must keep quiet because they are, they are giving jobs. It can't be. Um, and I have to give Mapule an opportunity to respond to that. Is it because of the profits uh, that uh, you are coming up with uh, so-called solutions to this problem? So, so Sakina, I mean, we, right now, um, what, what people must understand is that um, because we came out and said we understand what the challenges are, what the challenges were, we were prepared to even reformulate our products. So we put a commitment um, to the Department of Health, and we are due to look to revise our figures. I mean, we, we committed that by 2018, as an industry, we will look how, how far we've uh, uh, we've come to reduce sugar in our products. And I can tell you now that um, we are currently sitting at a 15% reduction because we realize that um, the issue um, at hand that uh, has been um, a back there for the ministry is the consumption of sh- sugar in products. So, yes, we are one sector that uses sugar. Um, we, we, we use 3%, or we contribute really 3% to the total uh, caloric intake. But still, we said we will reduce that even further. So these commitments that are made up front um, to the ministry and these commitments that we continuously are updating, those obviously contribute to the bottom line. So we are using the businesses' bottom lines to, to make sure that we reject, we, re, you know, we revise our product from, from, from what they used to be. So as an industry body, we want our members to say it's important that we change the way we've been doing businesses. It's important that we are aligned to what this, uh, this country is is. Facing, I mean, issues of health for us are big issues. Uh, issues around uh, labeling. It is important that we also, as we change our products, that we address those. All those issues are talking to money. And if we were, we were coming up front to say we will do all of those things, we are not saying the ministry must not look at the issue of tax. Uh, that is not what we came out to say. We merely saying give the solutions that we had been working with you are about a chance. Um, and as we put on the table to say 2018 was a, is a time when we come back to, re, to re-look at how far we have gone, like we did with the salt. If the ministry is saying they want industry to take out sugar by so much and they are giving the industry, um, you know, six months to one year, and after that, if the industry has not done that, the ministry has no choice but to, you know, impose the tax. We raised our hands, we said to the ministry, we are up for that. These are upfront the commitments that we think we can do. Because you remember, I mean, we, we're not only dealing with large companies. We have smaller businesses that needed to understand what it means to change your labeling, what it means to reformulate your product and commit and, and, and also make sure that you deliver to the promises that we, so that we can track and see the progress. Because for us, we are talking sustain, the sustainability of the solutions of addressing this issue forever. Not, you know, if we impose tax, I mean, this is the downside that we're seeing. The tax might have an unintended consequence on the department side because we've seen in Berkeley 
consumers have moved away from soft drinks, but we are told that they've moved to your milkshake, so other products that have got added sugars. So we're saying that this is an issue that requires all of us to raise a hand and stand up to say, we have a challenge with sugar, the sugar industry. By the way, we, we are an off-taker of the, of the sugar. We are a soft drinks industry. So we need to reduce the sugar. Yes, the sugar industry will be impacted, but the health you know, will be also positively impacted. So we said, we are saying only to Minister, we are not refusing to reformulate. We've already, Minister, reformulated, and we are continuing to reformulate. All we are saying is, in addition to the products that we, you know, to the commitments that we put on the table, we would like for the ministry, as Minister, Minister states, to be an oversight. Minister should place a monitoring system to look at our the solutions that we put in place, and if they are not working, by all means, industry has no leg to stand on because we cannot raise a hand and say, by this time we would have done that. If we don't do it, then yes, minister has every right to do what the minister ministry is said to do, to make sure that they impose mechanisms that will address the issues the best way the ministry sees it. All right. The Forum at 8 on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. This morning on the Forum at 8, we are talking about the sugar tax. And as promised, the lines are open 0891 What are your views on this matter? Um, are we becoming a nanny state? Uh, as some of you are asking uh, with government uh, having to intervene because now we as South Africa are the most obese nation in sub-Saharan Africa. But why is that the case? Do we eat too much? Do we drink too much? Uh, don't we move around enough? Uh, what is it? Uh, our diets? Are we concerned about our intake of sugar, salt and, uh, salt and the like? Uh, so uh, tell us, uh, what is it and do you believe that a sugar tax is indeed uh, the answer to these problems? 891 uh, Let's speak to Bongani in KZN. Good morning. Morning, Sakina. Hi. Uh, I've got a comment from Apule and one question for the minister. Uh, the comment is one of the things she mentioned as the solutions is the reduction of the size. I don't buy into that. Why? Because we have seen that for so many times in various products. I will mention a few. Uh, if you look at the tin stuff, they used to be 410 grams. Now they are 400. You look at the packet of chips. It started from being 200, reduced to 150, and it's now 125 grams. But what happens in the price? The price goes up and the sizes go, go down. The list is endless. I can mention a lot, but due to the time constraints, I won't continue. And then I will come to the minister. Minister, one of the things you mentioned was the fats. Okay, we know and we've been told many times that uh, carbohydrates uh, causes fats in the body of a human being. But amongst the, the, the other things you mentioned, the consumption of fats, um, I will just include the oils in, 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 in that stuff. Now, can you answer the question to say, if carbohydrates cause fats in the body, do the fats and oils also cause fats in the body? Or maybe we are dealing with another different situation, uh, which is a problem with the oils and fats. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bongani. Uh, Lekosho uh, is in Zanin. Good morning. Uh, 
Yes, how are you? Good, and you? I'm good. Yes, uh, the question that I have uh, to the minister is, since now there's going to be tax on sugar, are we likely to see uh, the government subsidizing uh, the healthier uh, drinks uh, that uh, the, the ordinary citizen will consume? And uh, the other point that I, I, I find it very sometimes uh, confusing is the fact that on salt, there was a regulation to say it needs to be reduced. Why can't the same thing be applied on sugar so that each and every person is pensive to benefit from that health-wise? All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lekhosho uh, and Tanin. Uh, and I just want to read a few of the comments uh, that have come through, starting with the SMS line. Uh, Kolonda says, honestly, it won't change people's behavior. Our people love all of these uh, stupid fizzy drinks. Sajini Ndenze says, sugar tax won't solve anything uh, like a tobacco tax. Anyway, people will carry on buying sugar. It is like saying people must stop drinking alcohol. They will never stop. Uh, Neliswa says, a sugar tax might not help us uh, because this is an addiction. The heads of states should have regulated the amount of sugar in food and drinks. Education, education, education is what will help. People will pay tax and continue with the same unhealthy lifestyle while Treasury collects the taxes. Nick and Hilton says if government insists on imposing a sugar tax, then it must also impose fast food and fat taxes on fast foods like KFC and Mukhale in Zanin says, Dr. Aaron is right. Government must protect us against these high sugary and salty consumables which are killing us slowly. The industry is just obsessed with making money. And then looking at uh, the Twitter feed, uh, Thony says, healthy lifestyle coaching is the best way to curb obesity. Sugar tax will have unintended consequences. Young Jay says, uh, sugar tax must be introduced as of yesterday to boost our revenue. I was hoping it would have been introduced by now. A major general says, uh, but uh, we can't talk about sugar tax without talking about junk food. Uh, Junk food uh, is also a cause of much of the obesity that we see. Uh, Tiro Makudu says, while I admire the minister's passion, a tax uh, won't work for the people like all other taxes. Um, It has me losing weight already. Ayanda says, I agree with the sugar tax, but it will hurt people like me with small businesses like baking and I use a lot of sugar for that business. Mfundisi says is if sugar is causing deaths uh, what kind of people opposes the sugar tax? So we must die because people are making money and Sam Ditsejo says Refined carbohydrates, bleached white flour and refined white sugars are the problem. Is the minister going to address the flour issue as well? Let me take two more calls and then I'll get a minister and Mapule to respond. Neville in Cape Town, good morning to you. Yes, good morning. Um, I'm finding in connection with supporting the tax on sugar. But my problem is I'm a diabetic, stage 2, and every item that I have to eat or drink or that is hiked higher in price than anything with sugar in it. I mean, sugar can be replaced by stevia, by candle, by all the artificial sweeteners, but the prices are hiked on those. You go to buy jam, if it's sugar-free or diabetic, it costs far more than buying the tin of jam with sugar in it. So in other words, they are, the minister should look at somehow introducing that they replace what is sugar 
with stevia. I have now been by my doctor told I can drink Zera Coke. It's got no sugar in it. The flavor is fantastic, and and I can have that. But 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 this is my problem. Is there no way you can look at somehow to introduce that sugar is replaced by artificial sweetener? Okay. Thanks so much, Neville. Simone and Bolito, good morning. Morning, Sakina, and to your guests. Um, I think I just wanted to make two quick points. Um, the first one is, you know, I think a big thing in South Africa is that, you know, the word externalities is something that we don't really kind of consider, you know, but it's it's a big problem that industries kind of like farm out costs, you know, costs involved in the process and the product and so on, and then they keep all of the the the, the, um, the profit for themselves. And, you know, um, I, I'm all for this tax. You know, I, I think there should be externality taxes on most industries to kind of accurately reflect what the true costs of their, their products are. Um, the second point I wanted to make is just on the, um, on, on the, um, the actual use of, of, of sugar. You know, um, Brazil has moved to a largely ethanol based industry where, you know, they've switched from sugar as, uh, you know, consumption, uh, you know, as a food stuff to sugar as an ethanol base. And, you know, a lot of other countries are following suit just because, you know, they recognize the health problems, they realize they have to change, and they actually just make the change, you know. And I don't understand, you know, we have constant, you know, uh, uh, energy problems in our country. You know, why not just do that, you know? Okay. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Simone, for your input there. And uh, 40938 is the SMS line number. Tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. So let's get a response to uh, the questions by our callers and also uh, from the messages. And of course, we'll take more calls shortly. 0891104208. Minister, let's start with you. Response to some of those comments. Yeah, Sakina, the, the first thing I want to make is that the, the text. It's not against sugar. Uh, uh, I think people, I realize that some people are missing it, that anything with sugar we're taxing. It's, it's against sugar-sweetened beverages. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure you understand that. Yes, Sugar-sweetened beverages, in other words, liquid drinks that have got, you know, liquid sugar, drinks that have got sugar in it. Because research all over the world has shown that that's where the biggest problem is lying. You, you don't just find the person eating a mountain of chocolate, but people drink liters and liters of this liquid sugar. First of all, number one, they, they've got no nutritional value. There's no value in drinking a can of Coke in nutrition except that you are just enjoying it. It adds no value to, 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 to the nutrition of human beings but it adds false calories such that people take it in large numbers. Sakina, let me ask you this question. Can you sit there, can you go home today and just take nine teaspoons of sugar, put them in your hand and start eating that? Can you do that? You're asking the wrong person, Minister. <laughs> yes. Uh, let me ask the lady there who's sitting with you. Can Ma- you Ma- sit and take, yes. Can you take nine teaspoons of sugar, just sit? And start sleeping that I have a mouth. very unhealthy yeah. relationship with sugar that I'm very yeah. aware of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry if I ask the wrong person, but I'm just giving an example that nobody, no normal human being can do that. In fact, if I do that, 
even at my age, my mother would flat me because she would think I've gone mad. But when you take one can of Coke, you are doing exactly that. Because there's nothing you are, you are drinking except carbonated water, water, carbon, uh, uh, carbonated water and sugar. There's no nutritional value. You are just taking 90 spoons of sugar. You are taking them indirectly. But if you were to take them directly, everybody will see that it's wrong. That, that's why we are specifically targeting that. And, and now it wants to be misconstrued that anything that has got sugar in it is being targeted. It's sugar, sweetened beverages. And that is what the Minister of Finance has said directly. And, and let's not, let's not uh, 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 confuse that with any other issues of sugar. That's our starting point. Now, the second issue is about subsidizing healthy drinks. That, that's a very brilliant proposal. Because people have asked me, if, if you look at milk, it's very, very healthy, but extremely expensive. If you look at the can of Coke, it's very, very cheap, but poisonous. And, and, and so we need to see this government and balance in all those things. Why are poisons so cheap and healthy drinks so, 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 so expensive? These are the structural problems in our economy that we need to be correct, and that's a brilliant proposal we look into to eat. Uh, uh, the issue of why don't we do to sugar what, what we are doing to salt, just reduce and wait. I said we want to use every available tool. The beverage industry cannot tell us. Use any other tool except this one, which we know to be very e- efficient. Tax has been proven to be very efficient in many countries which started first like Mexico. Why are they telling us let's try something else only when it fails? This is very urgent. We don't have time to waste. Fakina, let me give you another example. We have just finished screening school kids for fiscal barriers to learning. Uh, 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 3.2 million school kids in the country, especially in the NHI pilot projects, have been screened for fiscal barriers to learning. That is eyesight, hearing, speech, and oral hygiene. Guess what? Out of the 3.2 million, we found that 500,000 have got one of these problems. And the biggest number is dental problems because of sugar. 337,000 school kids out of that 500,000. The problem is sugar. 119,000, the problem is eyesight. About 39,000, the problem is hearing. And 8,000, the problem is speech. But sugar alone, 337 school kids out of 3.2. Million. Now we've got 12 million school-going kids. Just project it over that 12 million and see that what damage sugar is doing to our children. And we must start the repair work. People must get profits and we start the repair work. Mm. So, other, so, Minister, let other, me just ask here. If this is about yes. the drinks for now, um, it could be exp- expanded upon this tax or won't it? Because uh, what about sweets, for example? Uh, well, wh- why about, wouldn't you then go to the extent of uh, making that, you know, uh, imposing some form of tax there? Because on, there on also what? it is on sweets, for example. Fruits. Sweets. I'm sorry, Sakina, I'm missing that week. <laughs> Minister, I'm saying sweets. Uh, you, you spoke about chocolates and oh, sweets. Sweets, yeah, yes. sweets, sweets, sweets. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I don't know why I missed that. Oh, on sweets. <laughs> yes, Sakina, you know, what, what you are going to do is about nutrition. In the United States, by the way, that has already happened. When Barack Obama was still president, he looked at the foodstuffs which school kids must eat, and they drew a menu. 
certain foodstuffs like sweets are no longer allowed in school tuck shops. We are moving towards that one. Uh, uh, that one will be done by health. Uh, it's not about tax. You see, the thing is now we are discussing tax, which was announced by mm. the Minister of Finance. Putting up a menu of what kids must eat at school is going to be one of the solutions. And we might say this type of foodstuffs not allowed in a school yet. Uh, 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 not allowed in a school canteen, not allowed anywhere near schools because of this damage that is causing to our children, which was not there when I was a school kid, by the way, Sakina. That's why I'm telling you, when did sugar start being a poison? When did it start being problematic? Now, now it's a very brilliant proposal, the issue of sweets, but it's not about tax. <laughs> it's, it's about saying they must just not be there where kids are in large, in large numbers. And, and there's nothing wrong with sweets. I used to eat sweets when I was young, but you see them occasionally. The problem I'm mentioning, I'm repeating again and again, is the sugar industry going aggressively to make sure that every single hour you take a sugary substance in your body. This is about that. And this is what made governments around the world start rising up. Otherwise, in the past, when one used to eat sweets uh, 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 occasionally when your father comes home during Christmas, there was no problem. The problem is an hour listening now and it's becoming poisonous. There is somebody who asked about fat. Uh, Sakina, it's yes. also very important, even where we are. The, the problem with fat, why we have to take action, it's not fat per se, but it's what is called trans fatty acids. You see, vegetable fats are generally regarded as healthy. But industry, again, out of a profit motive, they've discovered a process called hydrogenation, where they take vegetable fats, run hydrogen gas through them in the industry through hydrogenation. The product that emerges there is trans fatty acids. One professor was asked, what is a trans fatty acid? He said trans fatty acid is a type of fat that industry loves, but our hearts and blood vessels hate because it blocks the blood vessel, but industry loves. Industry loves it for what? Number one, because it brings lots of profits because it doesn't denature. Denaturing means, you know, when you fry with fat, uh, it breaks down and you get that ranch smell. I'm sure you see when you pass through mm. next to a fish and chip shop, you get that smell that is sickening. It's because of uh, fat has denatured, it's broken down. Translated acid doesn't denature. So you fry again and again and again and again with the same amount of fat. Number two, it's very easy to store. You don't store, have to store it in fridges and all that. Number three, it's very easy to transport because it's easy to store. So for those easy, three reasons, Industry loves transferred acids regardless of the fact that our bodies say no. This thing is poison to us. So that's why we're also looking at transfer. Okay. Same thing as sugar. Our bodies are saying no. This is poison to us, but we keep on pushing pushing down our bodies and hoping that our bodies will remain normal. Manasa, let's hear from Mapule. Your response to those uh, comments? Yes, Regina. Um, I think the comment from the gentleman around... Uh, uh, the, the pricing for for um, smaller packaging made more 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 expensive. I think uh, you see we, we we as an industry we had a meeting with the um, uh, um, the competition commissioner by the way to discuss the issues of pricing because as you can imagine packaging is expensive and um, understandably that the volume of the liquid in a smaller packaging will cost much more um, uh, in that regard. But we did not want to. Um,
go to an extent where we ask him, what if we put a proposal of putting, you know, single pricing? It, it's more complex than that, but we're saying we're getting there. You will still you'll find variation of pricing, so you'll not have a 250 or 330 mil um, can of um, soft drink at the same price across the provinces because it depends on this which brand and which size of the manufacturer it is because it's it issues of who can absorb what. Um, but then again, I just want to make a comment on, on what's worrying us as an industry because Minister is saying, you know, um, comments such as why we're not taxing uh, sweets or so is a good proposal. We will do that as a, as a health uh, ministry when we get to that point. But if the objective of this tax right now is to, is to help him address the issue of obesity, really then uh, there should be an, a notion to see that the tax then will, will not be the right instrument. Because if big companies are able to absorb the tax and continue with, you know, putting their products out there, then we're not meeting the objective. And at the same time, the smaller guys will, will go out of business. That's a reality. I mean, we're not we're not threatening or anything. We had smaller guys who presented in Parliament, and these guys were saying, were saying you know, they did not even understand what the purpose of this tax is. Presenting what you prepared for them, by the way. But then they know. So we want a solution, uh, Minister, that addresses this issue so that we don't come back later to say, okay, because now the tax has not worked, let's look at, uh, you know, as, a, as health regulating. We believe that health is actually best placed to look at regulating the amount of sugar, if there should be any sugar, in any product. Because then that, for us, addresses the issue of ensuring that people do not overconsume. And we're saying today that because today we have products in within our sector that are high in sugar that is not helping this cause, we will we are reducing those. Let's take them all down and start somewhere where there is not too much of the drink. I mean, WHO, yes, rightly so, Minister says, 10, 10% I think of sugar that should be allowed in, you know, in your total diet. We have some of our products which are very high in sugar. We started by addressing exactly those three. Let's start there and make sure that we bring all these things down to zero, to low, to whatever, so that we can all talk to you know, a common base. Um, if, if, honestly, if we're going to make sure that we sustain the increase of weight gain, it should be comprehensive. We should just reduce the sugar, we should reduce the fat, we should reduce everything, and make sure that people move. That's a reality. You know, obesity cannot just be addressed by, you know, reducing sugar in soft drinks. It must be across across the platform. All right, let's take uh, two last calls. We don't have much time. Uh, Richard and Mlungisi, if you can keep it short and sharp. Uh, Richard, let's start with you in Hazy View. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina. A very brief and great program. Thank you. Uh, one is, uh, uh, I, I hope, I, I just need to thank the government for the initiative they are taking to assist our, our people. But, but one, I just need to hope that uh, they have done enough studies uh, that included economists because uh, obesity cuts across all the uh, spectrum, the income levels. You see it, you see it even in parliament, obesity. Okay? Now, uh, now it will impose tax on us and beverages, uh, the elasticity of demand is only going to affect the lower income groups. That's one thing. The higher income groups are not going to be affected because it doesn't make any difference to them, they will afford it. And number two, 
uh, is that uh, for the poor communities, uh, 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 sugar beverages are part of their basic uh, uh, foodstuffs, like, like your breakfast. They only take bread and tea, and sugar added in their tea is only controlled by themselves. My mother, for instance, takes six teaspoons of sugar, and you cannot, you cannot stop her from doing it. Number three, the one billion plus rand that will be lost as, as, as tax, could we use that money to drive educational problems that will affect your sugar, your, your fat, and your whatever you? And that's all I wanted to make a comment Thanks on. Thanks so you. much, Richard. Mlungisi in Clagstop? Mlungisi? Okay, we seem to have lost Mlungisi there. Uh, but okay, Minister and Mapule, you literally have 30 seconds each to wrap this up. Minister? Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, Sakina, there's a lot of over-emphasizing the issue of obesity. The problem with sugar is not only obesity. It's cancer, it's hypertension, it's also diabetes mellitus. So it causes much more problems beyond obesity. And I'm mentioning again, cancer, sugar has been implicated by research, hypertension, and diabetes mellitus. The last speaker about uh, poorer people, because we always use them, it will be good if poor people cannot afford the sugar sweetened beverages, because I told you they've got no nutritional value. They'll be losing nothing. So if they can't afford it and don't buy them, it's also good, especially that the people who suffer the most from this sugar are poor people, because once they get these diseases, they don't have money to treat them. They are not on medical aids. You know, they don't have access to health care services, and they are the ones who suffer the most. So it will be good. It will have, will have hit our target. If the tax is such that poor people can no longer afford a can of Coke or Sprite or whatever, because those have got no value at all, but they are just being pushed down their, 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 their throats. Okay. Thanks, Minister. And uh, Mapule? Um, we want to um, reiterate the fact that, you know, we, we, need, we need to deal with this false either um, we need both in order to, you know, succeed as a nation. We believe that working together we can improve the health of the nation while maintaining our existing jobs. We can continue creating new jobs and supporting the industrialization and efforts that government tells us that we need to help them. Health of this nation matters to us as an industry. We do not want to end up like the poultry industry to come back later after jobs are lost to say we have not given the proposed solution that the industry is putting on the table a chance and then we regret afterwards well that's where we're going to leave it of course and uh, you will make up your own minds uh, but uh, very plausible arguments and suggestions coming through from both sides there uh, dr aran mutsualedi the minister of health and also uh, mapule kwania was the executive director of beverage association of south africa and thank you so much for your fantastic input great comments coming through we'll try and storyify them you can go to safm.co.za but right now it's nine o'clock and time for the latest news with Nom Sam Julie.